Today, we spoke with Inner Life Spiritual Journey Specialist Douglas Pratt and writer, artist, and creative self-discoverist Stephanie Gray. The topic of conversation was interstellar beings and some of our different views and experiences around that. You can learn more about Douglas at douglaspratt.com. That's P-R-A-T-T. And you can learn about Stephanie at stephgrayart.com. To contact myself or Lori, you can email spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Behrens. I'm Laurie Hewitt. And And this this is is Spirit Road. I swear yeah. last night as I was falling asleep, somebody took me somewhere. I don't know what planet I was on, but the beings, I can't even describe how they look. They look so different. And it, I, and I'm not even sure what they were doing. It felt like they were doing some healing. It, it was like, I was in that in between sort of, sort of awake, sort of asleep kind of place. So it was quite interesting. You know, that's interesting that you say that because yesterday I had a fairly busy day and I took a few minutes to just have a time out and lie down to just sort of relax my back and my eyes. And, and I did that. And within about three minutes, I was having what I could only describe as some, something, someone working on me, kind of what was happening when I had my session with Douglas. And it, all it was is I could see colors behind my eyes and they would be in, in a rhythmic pattern. And it got to be, by the end, it was just this beautiful, dark purple, but it was, there was some sort of glowing in it. It was just amazing. And it just got bigger and bigger and bigger until it completely filled my range of vision. And then it was almost like it just, like I walked into it. It was, it's very hard to explain, but it was, it was amazing. And it certainly did feel purposeful. That's mm-hmm. all I can say. Yeah. Sounds That's terrible. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say I was it sounds terrible? Petrified. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds incredibly beautiful. Yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. Yeah. Wow. So, Tim, we've just jumped into our podcast talking about experiences with interstellar beings. We have indeed, yeah. Glad you could join us. (laughs) Glad to get rolling here. So should we take a moment, because this is is a new format for us, right? So maybe we'll take a moment to introduce ourselves and just say what what brought us to this conversation around interstellar beings and see what kind of topics kind of come up around that. Sure. So, I mean, I I guess I can go first. You know, I'm Tim. (laughs) And... uh, and I'm in Kansas City, uh, Kansas. And I think for me, it's just I've had an interest because this has been coming up more and more and more in our conversations in the Awkwardly Zen community, that there's there's an awareness of it. And I find even in my own experience, like the other day scrolling through, 
having a random person in my in my social media stream. Um, I happen to click on it right at the time that she starts to say, and more and more people are going to start having these experiences. And it doesn't really matter that uh, if they believe in it or not, they're just, they're having these things and they're trying to understand what they mean. And mm -hmm. so I think we're in this really interesting time where something is coming into our consciousness. And so for me, that that's becoming more and more a curiosity and just really grateful be, to be surrounded by folks who have had these experiences and are open-minded in such a way that we can talk about them and reflect. And so that's me. How about, uh, how about you, Lori? Uh, I'm Lori and, you know, I joined b this discussion because I'm fascinated and I'm having more and more experience really channeling these beings, um, from other places when I'm doing readings for people. And I find that so fascinating they will pop in in the middle of a reading with folks, you know, with their guides or their soul council and explain to the person where they're from, what gifts they've come, the memories they're holding, the information they're carrying that's going to be activated soon. So I'm just fascinated by this. And I have invited them to come to my house in the physical third dimension. And I'm just waiting for the visitors to show up. <laughs> <laughs> how about, uh, how about you, Douglas? Where I'm at is that I just encourage and support anything along the lines of discussing accurate information about the interstellars and their involvement with us and their intentions. And to me, just opening up those conversations and beginning to give the opportunity for not only the conversation, but the, the doubts and the, and, and the anxieties and the fears that come with it. Because I've had my own and I've been interacting with them. Um, at some level for easily over five years. But I'm always supporting this kind of dialogue because it moves our consciousness forward. And that's what I'm all about. Great. Yeah. Thank you. And Stephanie? I'm Stephanie. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm here because I've been having experiences through art and writing and dreams with uh, interstellar beings, I believe, for the last probably the last 10 years, but it's really, I feel like it's really ramping up in the last two to five years. And I really feel like there's a whole group of beings, for lack of a better word, who are here to assist us in a planetary shift that's happening. And I feel very strongly like I'm supposed to help with that. Not sure how, but I'm just, I'm just very excited to talk about that. Yeah. And that's why I'm here. Yeah. That's so exciting. And I, I really feel like we all have our roles to play in all of this somehow in the shifts that are coming and interfacing with the interstellar beings. And however, they're going to step in to support us and help us. Douglas, you've had that experience. They've actually, you've visited their um, ships and had conversations with them about what might happen as the shifts on earth are happening. Well, I think that you're referencing the medical ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I was, I've been given the opportunity to visit and I think it's one of the medical ships that there would have to be many. They're humongous. Um, I will tell you that. And they've been, they, for a while, two, two beings were, um, touring me of it and showing me different levels and levels of intervention that might be necessary for um, humans 
to be brought to the ship and healed so that they can be returned and come back to the planet. And there were different, there was the reception level, which was the first level, very large entrance for obviously managing and allowing a lot of people to move through. The second level I call the ambulatory level where people are, it looked to me like we're mostly being able to move around. And there was all sorts of energy in, in my understanding, even in the the ceilings, the walls. I mean, there was there was all sorts of energy being imbued, and then there were specific rooms that had different kinds of levels of energetic intervention. And then the third level, my take was that it was more of a a level where people may be coming in that need that are either unconscious or not able to walk, and there's more intensive intervention there. All of it was the intention to heal and have folks return to the planet so they can continue on their path and purpose. And it was in the last time I visited there, which was a little while ago, I actually ran into some humans who were on the ambulatory floor and were actually had been brought from the planet and already were beginning to be healed. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Well, (laughs) I was surprised. But um, there weren't a lot, but there were a couple, and um, I don't even know how they got chosen, but they clearly needed some, they needed some vibrational healing so they could return to the planet and be able to be where they needed to be. And one of the ladies was a lady with children. Her name was Beatrice, and um, I, have, I had the sense she might have been from the Midwest. She was, I could tell she was very pleased to be there. There was no anxiety and concern. She was happy to see a human, me. <laughs> so that helped her allay those kinds of anxieties and fears. But she was clearly there to get taken care of, to, to get her into a vibrational resonance, I think, within herself. And then she was going to be back and rejoining her family. Wow. I don't have the logistical details of how that all worked, and et cetera, et cetera, which I'm sure comes to mind. But it was interesting to run into some actual folks already there. Interesting. I know. And this all dovetails with the Dolores Cannon information that she got in a lot of her her um, quantum healing hypnosis sessions where folks talked about as the energy shift and every all the vibrations are raising on the earth into the fifth dimension, there'll be those who have difficulty doing that or resisting it. And it's my understanding from my interaction with some of the intercellars is that they're here to help us. And that's, I think, one of the reasons, if I understand it, is the ships have been surrounding us for a long time and observing and are ready to help take people off the planet to help them heal and survive and raise their vibrations if they want to so that they can return and then make a choice as to whether to move into the higher vibration, into the new earth, or stay where they are here in the third dimension. So speaking of roles and how, how we all have come to this place for, for different reasons, I mean, it seems like people are having lots of different kinds of experiences and trying to see how they integrate and correlate. And, and uh, you know, just to clarify, like what, what or to ask, I guess, Douglas, what you're sharing is 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 something you experience almost through like meditation or 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 trance i mean how would you describe that like in the same when i hear about qhht just for anyone who might be listening that's a regression therapy where you're taken to a bit of a 
hypnotic state and you're having these experiences and you're having this opportunity to speak with your higher self. And I'm, yeah, I'm just curious how, how these things manifest for you. What was your, what was your reaction the first time you had something like that happen? How do you integrate something like that into your, your experience when it's, when it's new? I know it's been going on for a while, but do you really remember what that was like to have an experience like that for the first time? I do. My answer to your question is slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first introduction to an interstellar was in uh, actually a session I was doing with Lori and an interstellar stepped in and introduced himself, uh, which was, I think, a surprise to both of us because Lori was working with spirit. But here was his interstellar presenting himself and conveying basically a hello I'm here to help you. I'm here to work with you. That was, his name is Galador, Arturian. At that moment, you know, I don't even, I don't think I had anything, anywhere to place that. Um, I don't think I had something to hang it on to at that point. It wasn't until I would say two or three years later that I got a series of books about the um, involvement of interstellars on our planet. So prior to that, I don't, I mean, I had a belief about it, sort of, you know, kind of a vague belief, but nothing very, very clear. And then you ask, what happened is Galador, it turned out, it was a representative, I think still is, a representative from Arcturus to the, the Intergalactic Federation ship and to the group. And so he spent a lot of time on that ship. And so as things shifted, and I began to interact with him more directly. I would, I would be engaged with him on that ship in a certain space that he chose. And I would say to you, the answer is that, yes, I was moving. I was using a guided imagery meditative space to be in an altered state, to be able to non-physically go from here in my office to that ship. That became more and more comfortable for me. And my interactions became more in depth over time, but it was it was slowly because I didn't have anywhere to place it for a long time. But then I was given some information about past lives with Galador that placed a context that I hadn't had before and why I was so comfortable with him. And that kind of promoted my ease and comfort. And eventually it got to the point where I don't I can move to that ship pretty quickly now. I don't have to use a structured meditation or guided imagery to do so, but that is not how it started. Speaking again to the, to the roles and things, I, I know that I've shared with you all that I've had experiences in my life of metaphysical nature, things that, that could be very similar to what's described with interactions with interstellar beings and things, and yet there's still a part mm-hmm. of me that doesn't know how to integrate that doesn't really know how to differentiate between my beliefs and the experience that I'm having. And, and, and it's just, it's a lot to navigate. And I think as we, we start to have these conversations more openly in the community, I think a lot of people are coming out with these stories and these experiences and also asking that question of how do I, how do I integrate this? How do I be open to this new idea? Because it is a paradigm shift in a way of um, even thinking of, having experiences through uh, regression states or hypnotic states, whatever it might be, that there's a, there's a quality to some of them 
that may come from the subconscious. And then there's a quality that may come from something very separate, you know, and I think when you have that experience, it, it's a shift as well, because it's like, oh, this does not feel like it's from me at all. And um, even for anyone who has had the experience of downloads or something like that, where it's you're witnessing something happening in your mind that is clearly coming from another source. And um, it's just, yeah, it's just a, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to integrate. And, and I'm really grateful that we get to have more open conversations about that and just learn from each other. Stephanie, what has your experience been with trying to integrate some of these things that have happened with you through the years? Well, I, I have to say that it's it's happened fairly organically, and I'm guessing that's because that's the only way I could have integrated it. So I have been doing something called process art for 20 years, and that basically just asks you to be present, create art for the sake of creating art and getting what's inside out. And after years of that practice, you're very much in a meditative state doing art. And that's when things started to sort of shift in my artwork. And and it happened over, a, it feels like a long time. And it could have been just several months, but really probably over several years of occasionally I would get, you know, something with light beings in it that was very not like what I was used to doing. And then as time has progressed, it's like almost everything that I do or something similar. Right now I'm working in a in an altered book. And what I would usually do um, is not at all what's happening. It's more of just flow and and not a whole lot of imagery and words. And the words are very, they feel like guidance. And it's they're not a whole lot of words. It's just a few images, some colors. And then it's almost like a guidebook for me during these times. Okay. So to, to go back to your question, I mean, that happens and, and I have dreams and, and things like that. But because of that, and it's not just like right in my face and I have to integrate it somehow, it's been a gradual integration. And I'm very fortunate to have a, a husband who's very open-minded and can talk through things with me as well. You know, I was thinking about your question and trying to integrate it. You know, one of the ways, and I'm tracking it differently in this moment, because I laughed about one of the ways that Galador, if he wanted to speak with me, would gurgle the water bottle in my kitchen. And that's kind of funny. And it would gurgle when nobody was in the kitchen and never did that before. And it only does it when they want to talk to me. But, you know, that's a physical manifestation. And so I'm sitting here realizing that was a way of making it be more real by that happening. So I just was thinking, so that probably, probably helped me with working with that integration more than I had, it, had thought through. As I'm thinking about it, I actually had an interaction with an interstellar long before I met Douglas and we started working together and it was during meditations for, I don't know, several weeks um, this being would suddenly in the middle of my meditation step, step forward. And I knew it wasn't spirit. It was almost like magic. Like he was stepping through a slit in, in reality. And suddenly he was just there standing in front of me. And I didn't know who or what that was. And he introduced himself as a Palladian who was here to speak with me. And at that point, 
I had no point. I mean, I believed, of course, there were these beings and we weren't the only people in the entire universes, but it was very jarring. And at that stage of my life, I didn't have any way of integrating that. And he would chat with me and I would listen. And finally, though, because it made me really uncomfortable, I finally asked him to stop because I didn't know what to do with it. So he did. He was very accommodating and said, fine, you know, and then didn't return anymore. And then jump ahead a few years and I meet Douglas and we start working together. And it was like something else opened up and it all made more sense to me. And I was able to have these beings then step in and chat with me. And I was more receptive, I guess is the word at that point. But the first time it was just, I wasn't afraid. I just didn't know what to do with it. It was like, I was like, I don't know, why are you here? And wasn't ready, I think, at that point to really take that in and work with them at that moment. So for me, it's been that process of accepting and being more open to it. Even with Douglas, when he first started working with Gullador and doing all this, it was like, okay, that's, that's, that's Douglas's thing. That's what he does. It has nothing to do with me. And he would always say, well, you know, this is about you too. And I'd be like, nah, that's your thing. I talk to spirit. You talk to the interstellar <laughs> beings. However, he was right um, that, yes, it's, I'm also part of that in some way and do communicate with them and can bring messages through, which surprises me to no end. I never expected that. So it's a it's an interesting segue, and just that as you were talking, I found myself wondering. I, you know, we're all fairly active in this metaphysical community or spiritual community, as you would say, and um, and I'm just curious to know more about how is is there a difference between interactions with interstellar beings and messages from spirit, and how do you differentiate those? Like, are those things separate for you, or do you see that they feed into the same? awareness of connectedness, spiritual evolution, whatever change it might be that you that, that we kind of all perceive in the world at large. I, I'm trying to think about that and how to phrase that. My experience of them when I channel them is very different than when I'm channeling spirit. Uh, they have a different energy. And what I'm discovering is like when we had that group meeting and they came through and they spoke to everyone there was a sense of a group of them kind of speaking as one and they, I could feel them step in. I could feel the shift in vibration and I could hear them speaking and I knew that they were speaking. But at that point, I didn't hear, I didn't understand what they were talking about. When I finished, I had no idea what was said, which is very unlike when I work with spirit, because in, in those moments I'm communicating with spirit and the person I'm channeling for, or for myself, and it's a very active interaction. And I know what they're saying in those moments. When they come through with individuals, when I'm doing a session with someone, it's less intense that way. And so I do understand and hear most of what they're saying for the person, because then I think it's important for me to restate it for that person or to help them understand it in some way. So there's something different about talking to a larger group and having an, an interstellar being step in to give them this information that they feel like the group needs as opposed to individual interactions. But it is a different experience. It's a different energy. I can, it feels different and it's a different vibrational shift for me 
when that happens. And I can feel them coming forward. Where with spirit, spirit's just always here. And it's a matter of shifting my attention so I hear them more clearly and then can let them speak through me. So it is a slightly, it is a different experience for me. Yes. What about you, Douglas? Is it similar or different for you when you're interacting? You know, you, I was trying you do to, both. I do. And I know the difference, but I was trying to figure out why do I know the difference? <laughs> um, that's what I was working with while you were talking. I know that with the interstellars, they feel closer to me. I feel like they're standing within, you know, five feet of me and they're talking to me. Spirit feels a little further away, mm. but very clear. So it's not an issue of clarity. It's just a sense of who's closer and, and, than the other. And I think it's not conscious for me, but I think I can feel the vibrational difference. Mm-hmm. Because I always, it's like, how do I always know? And it's like, you're, you're, you're feeling the vibrational difference. And, and spirit's lighter for me. I, I don't know how else to say it. It's like they, they have a lighter energy, even though I know there's an energy shift to, to communicate with them. There, it's lightness where with the interstellars, there's a more of a heavy, not a heaviness, but it's a different quality. They're not as light feeling as when I'm talking with spirit. Spirit is light energy and is this divine light that has no form or shape it's light and interstellar beings have substance they have physical bodies and i think for me that's the difference the energy is different that's what i would say too and actually i had to just sort of sort it out right here as everyone was talking because like Lori was saying the interstellar information and all of that it feels like it is a group it's not a whole bunch of talking or anything like that but it feels like a group Hmm. hard to explain but it is a group whereas spirit is that small still voice Mm -hmm. that it takes it takes more for me to actually hear it a lot of times it's more of a feeling and that's all i have to say on that (laughs) there is a quality of difference absolutely between the two yes and I think just over time, I've, I can discern the difference and I've gotten more comfortable with shifting between the two, especially again, when I'm doing a reading with someone to be able to shift energetically between spirit speaking and an interstellar if they happen to step in and want to speak to that person, which again is happening more and more. I find that fascinating, you know, that that's really, they're wanting to connect with those beings that are from wherever they're from or help them to understand where they're from and the gifts then that they're bringing from that lifetime. And it's like every opportunity they're, they're stepping in and sharing that with someone. Sometimes I think whether that person is ready or not, but I think at some level they must be, or they probably wouldn't because it wouldn't be well-received. And for the most part, it's pretty well-received. It's funny how how much what you're saying is reflecting my thoughts. It's in in the moment because because my next question was, yeah, what would you say to someone who's really not ready to receive this kind of thing? How is it that one could work with the messages while still sorting through the beliefs around their source and then even beyond that like what would you say the messages are? What's the what's the big thing that's coming through for you? I'm trying to think if there's a real theme Generally, what they're wanting to do is remind the person and not 
the human being. Okay. There's, I, I always, and this is how I explain it to the client, to the person I'm doing the reading with you as the human being, your mind may be freaking out and saying what, however, your soul is ready for this. Your soul is needing to hear this information because it's helping the soul wake up and step more firmly on the path that the soul has chosen. And so I try to help frame it in that way and then talk with them around how their soul self, because we all have had multiple lives of all of many kinds. And so I start there of this is just another lifetime that you've experienced as a soul in a different life form. And this being is helping you to understand this is where you, where maybe you started or had a lifetime. This is what you're bringing with you now at the soul level into this human existence so that you can bring those gifts, those, that understanding, whatever it is into the world. And that's the, I guess that's the theme is that they're reminding um, the soul and the human that within them, within their DNA, within their cellular memory, they're bringing in this memory and these gifts that they can now use and are being asked to use on, on the planet to help us move forward. And so it's remembering that, whether it's a healing or being able to channel or whatever it is, it's, it's like they're bringing that to them and saying, remember this, you've gotten these downloads, they're going to be activated, you know, they're being activated. And this information is going to start to flow so that you begin to remember. Or if you're like, people will say, well, I've been kind of drawn to this or that. That's like, aha, it's like, you're waking up, your soul's remembering, and you're following along. And suddenly you have this strong desire to do energy work with people or read cards for people that you never had before. So that may be something that the interstellar is helping them to recall that, yes, you did this when you were in this life with us. And now you're bringing that to the planet to help heal people, to bring light to the planet, to help folks understand how much more we are and to help people understand we're all souls having a physical life. And this soul that's speaking to us that we call alien or interstellar is a soul just like we are. They just, they're in a different body. I was just going to piggyback onto that because what good questions. Um, and it's interesting to hear what Lori has said. And then, so I guess the first question was like, what would you say to somebody that's getting messages or whatever and how, and if they're not ready for them, how does that for me, of course, I'm going to say some sort of creative process. Art seems to soften it quite mm -hmm. a bit. But in regards to what they are saying, I, I feel like more than anything is that we are way more powerful than we know and that it's time to waken up to that, mm -hmm. uh, awaken to that. And, and I think it's to help with the global transformation, the consciousness transformation. Yeah. yeah. And and always, and, and spirit as well as interstellar beings, they all understand human beings have free will. They're going to share that information as gently as they can. And with the understanding that as a human being, I can say, okay, thank you very much. Yeah, screw that. I'm not doing that. You know, and I can ignore it if I want to. And they don't have any control over that. And they understand they can't interfere with that, just like spirit does. You know, spirit will say, it would be helpful if, you know, it would perhaps help you on your journey if, 
and they understand that at any point we can say no thank you just like i did years ago when this interstellar tried to begin working with me and i was like no thank you and they were fine with that and they backed off i think right now there's more intensity to it because i i, I think as as humans and our planet we're needing all the help we can get pretty quickly is my feeling and i feel like they're really stepping in more and more to help us to awaken more quickly if that's possible to help us understand who we are and to move on with it to help things evolve in the way that they need to i think art's wonderful and that's some of the discussions we have about what do you do with this you know i think you would i would trust that if somebody's getting that information there's purpose in it mm -hmm. um, whether that's a parent or not and whether or not at the human conscious level, they have a place to place it. I know that when I encounter folks that are on that edge, I just encourage them to hold on to it, trust that it's accurate, and understand they don't have a place to put it yet. And one of the things I do is just what you said, Lori, is giving them, try to give them different contexts of that possibility. And I think the best one is to explain that Interstellar beings are just like us. We're just, they're just in different physical bodies. They have a soul just like we do. And I think somehow that normalizes it more. And so it's one of the approaches that I use to try and help folks um, to decrease their anxiety and their fear. Now, I just want to throw this in. You know, I've been working with this for a long time, and I'm working with them intensely, uh, intensively, because I have contact every day. I've, I've encountered my own fears and apprehensions, and I've discovered it's in layers. And I think I'm through most of them, but I share that to just understand that as a human, we have our own pieces that have to be encountered as we move along with this. And just know that there's nothing wrong with that. I just encourage to take a look at it and see what you can do to let it go as you understand what it really is about. Yes, yeah, speaking of fears, when Douglas had the shared his mission to open this up for discussion in a public way, my fear came full force and went, oh no, uh -uh, I can't be a part of that because that's one step over the line to crazy town and I can't go there. And I was really, I was stunned by how fearful I was about having people judge me for believing in or interacting with these interstellar beings. And I had to really do some work with that and come to that place of it's okay. You know, it's, it's not crazy. It's real. I'm experiencing it. Lots of people are experiencing it and it will help others if we can all begin to talk about it. But the fear was very intense because that was one area I was not going to talk about publicly. It's like, oh yeah, I do that, but only with Douglas. <laughs> so well, the truth is I've only been talking about this publicly for what? Three months? <laughs> if that, yeah, exactly. It's not been a long time, right. <laughs> oh, so I certainly I can relate to that, public, yeah. not public. Yeah. You know, part of it for me was I had to really stop and think, well, you know, I hear voices from spirit and I talk to them all the time. How is talking to interstellar beings any different <laughs> or make me any less insane if that's how people want to see me? You know, so it's like, okay. And people don't bat an eye when I say, well, you know, I spoke with spirit today and they said, and people think, oh, well, that's so cool. So why not an interstellar? 
It's a really good point. I think for some who have that experience of working with mediums or those who would give message from spirit, one of the ways that they find validation, and that is just simply asking the question, does the message resonate? And for for me, it's been very interesting just to see the correlations between the messages that, that you might share in that context and the messages that come through in this uh, with with interstellar beings and that there's kind of a universal truth that gets shared, I think. And then for me, as I try and integrate these new ideas and to be more and more open to them, I, I can also ask the question is like, does the message have meaning? Is there something I can take from that, learn and, and grow in the process of really listening to that? And for me, that's been very important. And then even even the idea of maybe not always being ready for something as it comes through um, having that trust, especially when it comes to something like a download, that sometimes things are given to us in preparation for what is next. And it may not make sense in the moment, but there will be a point in time where it's like, oh, I see why that I see why that happened. And of course, the big question for me is where does this all all lead? Where are we headed? Why are these shifts happening right now? And And certainly, I think the answers to that are pretty big as well. Just even even thinking about how we're we're living in a world now where a lot of our paradigms and constructs and the things are are not working, at least from an, a spiritual evolutionary standpoint, and so maybe there's more of an interest in us at this point in time because we're at that point of having to overcome a hurdle, um, of trying to really see a new way of being, a new way of knowing our connectedness and. And the part of that is is maybe more of this open communication as well. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to take is more and more of us stepping out and being willing to have these discussions with everyone, whether they look at us funny or not, <laughs> opening up the doors and allowing people to take in what they can take in or not. It'll be their choice. But at least it brings it out of the closet so that people who've had experiences feel more comfortable talking about it rather than trying to keep it hidden. Well, anytime you keep things hidden, they fester and feeds more fear. What I like about what's happening now is it's giving opportunity for folks that have had all sorts of interesting experiences and they haven't shared it with anyone. I mean, sometimes they don't even share it with their loved ones or spouse because there's such a terror of being seen as being crazy. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a pretty pervasive fear we have across the board. And so I, why, why exciting to me is for the first time, folks can go, oh, you're talking about the things that I would think you're crazy, but I've had those too. And it, it begins to create an opportunity, even if they don't speak to it out loud, to reframe it for themselves. And that's right. really important. It is. Well, it's, so, it's like when folks would have near-death experiences, there was a time period where nobody talked about that either. And then gradually they started mentioning it, you know, and talking a little bit about it and it began to build. So now it's pretty out in the open. There's lots of books, you know, even doctors, some of them even agree that yes, this is happening to patients. So again, it's, it's taken a process of people being willing to take that leap and trust that what they experienced is real. And then having other people say, yeah, I had that too. Or my aunt had that, or my granny had that when she was in surgery, whatever. 
but starting to share so that you see that it's common that other people have that experience and you're not making it up. You're not crazy. I think that's one of the big fears I know I've certainly carried is being perceived as crazy. And I think for me, a part of that evolves from past lives where I've been said that and institutionalized because of that or had other horrible things happen because that's the way people define it at that point. If you don't fit into your little box in your group, then somehow you're different and you have to be contained somewhere. So it creates a lot of fear. And I think a lot of us carry that unconsciously all the time. Yeah. Just reflecting on my own experience of, of having a what I believe was a spontaneous kundalini awakening, a serious energetic shift that kind of turned my world on end for a while. And I very much did not know who to talk to when that was happening uh, for fear of being judged or thought that I had just lost my mind. And the the experiences that I had were so present and so consistent that I had, um, it really wasn't about working with a belief at the time. It was about trying to navigate just something that was happening and I did, I did seek validation in, in, in seeing others who could um, determine if there was something going on with me that I needed to address in a medical way. And, and then in the process of that, I started becoming more and more vocal about my experiences and found that instead of finding that judgment or having people tell me I was crazy, it was, it was giving others permission to be able to share that they had had similar experiences. In one case, uh, somebody giving me that term at which point I was like, you mean this has happened to enough people that there's actually a word for it? And that was just a revelation for me. And it kind of opened up this world of just feeling a little bit better about being able to explore what was going on. And also to ask myself, what role does belief play in this? How do I differentiate what I feel about something versus the reality of what's actually happening? And I think that that's the importance of being in community, of having these conversations, is just that it gives us it gives us an opportunity to really look at these messages that are coming through and really ask what do they mean and how do they connect with other people's experiences and what do we do with them once we once we have a sense for that. And I think right now it's really important. I think we're all being pushed to speak out about our experiences and to share with everyone because it helps with the awakening. It helps with others stepping into who they truly are and accepting whatever they're experiencing and moving forward. I think all the light workers around the world are being pushed and pushed to be more open, more visible, more articulate about what they're experiencing and what their beliefs are so that others can open up and have awareness and be more open to their own experiences and allow for those. Because if it stays hidden, then nobody's even going to be open to experiencing it. They will discount it. They'll deny it, whatever. And our role is to get out there and say, no, no, this is, this is real. This is right. You know, you need to do this, step into this, own it. It's okay. And sometimes that's hard when we're being pushed to do things that maybe go against our nature in a sense. Well, I guess as we're uh, maybe wrapping up, coming close to time here, I just wonder if anyone has any final thoughts to share. My only thought is to trust that all that is unfolding has absolute purpose. There is purpose and, it's, and it is at the divine level. I know we're talking about interstellars today, 
that their connection to the divine is pretty strong, and that what's happening here is a divine plan. Yeah. I would agree with both of what you have said. It's a letting go and a trusting, and they're asking us to not only, you know, to step in and but to also support, to help the more of us that activate, it's like light switches being turned. The more of us that do that, the more assistance they'll have as well. And then, you know, with whatever is coming onto the planet light-wise, it can all work in tandem and, and yeah, happen gracefully, hopefully. <laughs> well said. I like that. Yeah, well, thank you all for being here today. And we'll look forward to continuing the conversation as we move forward. Yeah, good to see you guys. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you. 